I'm Mike Vardy. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. It's me, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show... We're going to manifest some stuff. We're going to show the magic behind manifestation with Jen Mazur. Now, Jen is a transformational speaker and coach. She's known as the queen of manifestation. So we've got royalty on the podcast today. Uh, she's always been able to dream up kind of the outrageous adventures and actually live them out. She's rubbed elbows at a small private cocktail party hosted by Martin Scorsese. She's lived rent-free in the East Village of Manhattan for 10 years. You're going to hear more about that today. She's paid off 38000 plus in debt in less than a year, and she's had her artwork published even in the New York Times, which is great. So she teaches people how to manifest their biggest dreams while making an impact in the world, and she's going to help you with that today here on the Productivities Podcast. So let's just get into that discussion now, my conversation with Jen Mazur here on the Productivities Podcast. Enjoy. Let's manifest some of that joy right now. I am in the presence of royalty today on the uh, Productivities Podcast. Jen Mazur, thanks for joining me today. <laughs> you didn't know you'd be interviewing a queen. <laughs> no, and I should be a little bit more prepared since I'm Canadian and we are royal subjects up here. Uh, I should be I should be ready for that sort of thing. Uh, but unlike, this is where I'm going get, to uh, get in trouble, unlike the queen that I'm beholden to, you actually manifest <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> you are the queen of manifestation. Um, and and just for my audience members who aren't familiar with your work, can you kind of dive in a little bit as to what what exactly that means and, and what and what really brought you to that? So, you know, I had my friends actually gave me the nickname Queen of Manifestation years ago because every time we got together, I always had another outrageous story of something that I was manifesting in my own life. Um, I lived rent-free in Manhattan for over 10 years in an apartment with a jacuzzi. I mean, just so many stories. And I traveled the world and um, always got into these cool circumstances with people who I used to admire, like uh, well-known writers or actors or, you know, filmmakers, musicians. And I, I've gotten myself into these amazing experiences really because of my own outlook in life. And I realized that I could start to tell other people how to do what I was doing because my friends started coming to me for advice. So um, that's really how I got started. And then I came up with my own system of manifesting and I've been teaching it um, for years now and wrote my book, Manifesting Made Easy. And 
Now I've helped clients manifest all sorts of things like their first $60,000 months or their own book deals or, you know, dream homes and TED Talks and different things. So it's really fun. And um, I'm excited to dive in with you today to talk about how you actually manifest what the process is. So let, yeah, I want to dive into this because you're going to have some people here, especially on the Productivity as podcast, people are into productivity and they're like, you know, well, th- there's going to be some, probably some skepticism, right? You know, like the mm-hmm. idea of, uh, isn't it just hustle and hard work and systems and processes and all that stuff? Um, and I'm, I'm going to take a different approach from that. And I'm just going to say, I would imagine that, and, and I, I'd love it to, for you to clarify, is that manifesting is all part of that process in a lot of ways. Would, would I be accurate in that? Yeah, it's everything. So it's not just sitting around and meditating and visualizing what you want and, you know, waiting for it to show up. (laughs) That's definitely helpful. Um, But yeah, it's a combination of everything. So it's understanding what to focus on, what to prioritize. And actually, when you over effort, you're out of alignment. So a lot of people think like hustle to manifest. And I actually am anti that approach because when you're hustling, when you're working too hard, you're doubting the process. You're not trusting in the process. So there's definitely action, right? There's always mm-hmm. action, but you can do it in a way that's easy, right? And not over efforting. Do you think that the people, um, one of the things that keeps people from, from really manifesting what they really want is that they have too much going on. And so they can't, they they've said they've got too many commitments or they said yes to too many things and they're not really clear on, okay, what do I ultimately want? Because I think a lot of that stuff can get in the way, right? Yeah, it can. And so the first step in manifesting is to get clear on what you want. So think of it this way. If you were at a restaurant and you know, you're out to dinner and the waiter comes and takes your order, you wouldn't just say to the waiter, well, just, you know, tell the kitchen to make me whatever they want. Because then what could happen is you could end up with something that you really don't like (laughs) and you're just leaving it up to the kitchen. Instead, you place your order. You're like, okay, I want, you know, this kale salad or whatever it is, you know, that you want to order because you're excited about what that would taste like. And so the same thing is with your dreams, you're kind of placing an order into the universe by getting clear on what it is that you want. So the universe is a yes universe. It's a mirror. It's a reflection. So the law of attraction, it's a law, just like gravity. You can't see the law of gravity, but you know that if you were to drop something like your phone, it would fall to the ground. And so with the law of attraction, it's the things that you're thinking about, you are attracting to you. So if you say that you want something, the universe is a mirror and it's going to bring you that thing. So your thoughts are creating your reality. And quantum physics, you know, really proves this. If you think about, you know, we are in a participatory universe. There've been studies that show that you can think about something and it affects actually like the cells in your body. Right. And there've been all different studies about this. Like when a group of people were meditating in DC, the crime rate actually went down. Um, so there's all sorts of studies you can look it up, but basically what I want to convey for those skeptics out there is that even if you don't believe it, I just want you to try it. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just try it out because you want to get clear because once you get clear on what you want, then the universe can give it to you. And even if you don't understand how it's going to happen, you know, just get clear on the, what, what is it that you want? And here's the other thing. Most people stop themselves because they don't dream big enough and they, they, 
keep their limits based upon their current circumstances or situation. And so, you know, we have ideas that are constantly coming to us, especially as entrepreneurs or, you know, creative people, there's new ideas that flood in. And so often people discount them because they think, oh, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough experience or enough money or what will people think? And so what I want to start conveying is to trust your dreams. When you have an idea, it's for you. We're also receiving ideas from the universe because they're meant to come through you. Your dreams really also choose you, just like that Rumi quote, right? What you seek is seeking you. So your dreams want to emerge through you as well. So getting clear on what you want isn't just you using your imagination and coming up with some wild fantasy of what you want in your life. It's also you intuiting what the universe wants for you. And when you view it that way, you can have more trust in your dreams. So you're easily able to take action, which is, you know, great for your audience, right? Because mm-hmm. you can take action with trust, knowing that it's all going to work out some way or another, because you wouldn't have the dream in the first place if you couldn't actually manifest it. You know, it's, it's interesting as you're going through this, I, I think about when I'm talking to people about theming their timing and, and setting aside the time. And there's that Lao Tzu quote, time is a, is a created thing. If you're saying, I don't have time is like saying, I don't want to. Now there's a lot of that, that out there. And, and I think one of the things that that people struggle with is that resistance, right? You know, there's Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. And there's, I mean, Tess Godin talks about the lizard brain and, and all that stuff. When it comes to resistance, and you've got a blog post about this, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's like how to deal with that because it is there's that part of our brain that says uh, like, that's really thinking big and thinking left, or at least thinking in a way that, yes, these are the bigger things that I want. And there's that other part of your brain's like, but what about Cheetos? There's Cheetos over there on the shelf that I could probably get. Like, you know, like how do you deal with, with, because some people get confused with the, like, well, I really want this big, I really want to lose, you know, 110 pounds uh, or whatever. And I, but I also really want those Cheetos. So like, where does that, you know, and, and I think a lot of people get caught up in the, well, if I manifest this and again, you know, same thing with meditation. You, I mean, you, there's conversations about meditation where people say, Oh, why is that? It's so frou-frou and I'm not going to do, I meditate and it is enormously helpful, but you have to, again, like you said, trust it. So how do you deal with that resistance that comes along? Because I don't think it ever really goes away. It just, it just finds new ways to kind of work its way in there and how you combat it. That, that, that's the the big thing to deal with. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're right. Resistance doesn't go away. It's a good thing. So it's about reframing it and recognizing that when you experience resistance, it's a positive thing. It means that you're moving. So think of yourself in the water. If you were swimming, you feel resistance when you move, right? Mm. It means that you're going somewhere. If you didn't feel the resistance, you would be standing still. And so when you have that feeling of resistance, when something shows up, it, that feels like an obstacle, it's actually an opportunity. You should, you know, you can flip it. There's a way to pivot that. So you can feel grateful for the resistance. You can feel grateful for the obstacle because it's taking you to a new place you wouldn't have gotten to if you hadn't experienced that obstacle or resistance in the first place. So understanding that in order to experience something new, to manifest something new that you currently are not experiencing right now, you have to change. Something needs to shift or move. And that movement is a natural state of the universe. If you were to take a microscope and zoom in on your cells and your body and your molecules, your atoms, everything is 
constantly moving and vibrating, right? And people talk about with manifestation being in high vibrational state. It's really everything moving, being in the flow, right? In the flow is movement. When you talk about abundance, it's a dance, it's movement. So when you feel resistance, it's a good thing because you are moving and you don't want to be staying still. So it's recognizing that, yes, in order to experience something new, something will change and that's okay. Instead of fearing change, it's embracing it and being excited about what new opportunities will come because of that. And so, you know, there's also this law of polarity in the universe where there's both sides to the equation, right? So you could focus on the the best case scenario, or you could focus on the worst case scenario. It doesn't mean that you can't go there into the worst case scenario, but it means once you do, then amplify the best case scenario. So when you're, you know, feeling the resistance, well, what's the best thing that could happen if I lose 10 pounds? And you know, what would that feel like? And when you continue to amplify the best case scenario for your dreams and you go back to that worst case scenario, you actually don't even resonate with it anymore. It's hard to feel into that because you've gone so far into the positive side of things. And with manifesting, there's a lot of practices that I talk about in Manifesting Made Easy that really help you automatically shift back into the positive side. So you don't stay and linger in those you know, negative thoughts or downward spiraling, all those different things that show up for all of us. It's really just how to get back to that positive faster so that you can stay there. How critical is it to be uh, fostering awareness you know, as often as possible when you're trying to not, you know, I mean, when you're manifesting, like I think awareness, the idea of, of, and I I work with my clients with this, where I say, okay, what do you want? And that's a a lot of people get, don't get very clear on that. But then when you say, what don't you want? They're absolutely clear. You know, like I do not want to do this. So how do you, how do you, I mean, I'll say, okay, well, you know, there's that, there's a common adage of the to-do list and the not to-do list. And, you know, I've kind of broken down to a statement like, Hey, what does you, what do you want your year to look like? What's the statement there? And what, what is the worst that this year could look like? And how important is that, that awareness to know what, what will propel you versus what, you know, you want to kind of find repellent and, and stay away from. Well, it's a good thing to know what you don't want, because like you, like you said, it gives you a clearer version of what you do want. So what you don't want is going to lead to a clear, yes, this is what I want. So not being afraid of those things or looking at those things, because you can just create the opposite for yourself in the form of a new affirmation or an intention, you know, for what it is that you're wanting to draw in. So Here's the thing though, when you're setting affirmations or intentions, a lot of people get caught up and they do things where they actually are creating little hidden negatives in their language or in writing down what they want. So when you first set your intention, you do want to write it down or speak it, declare it. It is really helpful to kind of send that message, not just to yourself subconsciously, but you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, right? To, to the universe. So when you are thinking about what you want, it's not you know, I want to lose 10 pounds, like you said, because the focus there is actually on the pounds, even though you're saying losing them, your subconscious mind is focusing on the weight, right? So instead you want to flip it and kind of frame things in the positive of what you do want. So I want to feel healthy in my body, right? I feel alive. My body is strong and, you know, I fit in size, whatever, jeans, you know, so you're focusing on what you actually want to attract. So the same thing, you know, with getting out of debt, you wouldn't say I, 
I'm debt free because you're focusing on the debt, right? So it's like, I'm financially free. I have an abundance of savings. So it's just reframing what you, the way that you're speaking. So instead of saying, you know, I don't want these horrible clients or I don't have any issues with my clients, your brain is focusing on issues with my clients, (laughs) Mm -hmm. even though you said not it before it, right? So it's also being aware about the language that you're using in everyday speech. So one thing that's super helpful, I think for people is, you know, thinking about money. When you talk about money, a lot of people say, I can't afford that. When they see something that looks amazing, but right now in front of you, you literally don't have the money, you know, for that thing, that opportunity, the vacation, whatever it is that's coming up for you. Instead of saying, I can't afford that, I like to open it up as a question to the universe. So you're not lying to yourself and and it feels fake. Like I can afford that, right? When you're like, you know, you can't. Instead, you can say, how can I? How can I afford that, right? So you're opening it up to possibility and you're opening it up to ways that the universe could show you opportunities for you to afford it. So it's opening up to possibility even when you're setting your intentions and getting clear on what you want, even if it feels outrageous, you can kind of open it up to a question like, hmm, I wonder what that would be like, right? How could that happen? And so then you can start to brainstorm and you can get into your intellectual mind of writing lists, you know, 50 ways that this could happen or 50 ways I can make money right now, right? But opening it up to a question allows impossibility for you to receive those answers. Same thing with, you know, when you have a lot to do on your to-do list and you get caught up saying things like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is a choice. Yeah, right? I, hate, I hate that term. Have to makes it sound like it's an external thing, whereas need makes it sound internal. So I, I don't like hearing the word have to ever because like, no, you don't have to. You, you mean you, you don't have to go to work. You need to work to pay bills, but you don't have to go to that work. Like it's the have to that really I find repellent. Yeah. So I even take it a step further than just switching it to need. I say, I get to. Mm. And how much more powerful is that, right? Mm -hmm. I get to do this Mm because it's your choice. You get to, right? Even if you've got a a long drive to work in the morning, I get to drive to work and listen to some awesome music. And, you know, I, I ride my bike in New York City to take my daughter to school. And sometimes I really don't want to, right? Even though I know it's good for me and I do enjoy it, but I get to have an awesome exercise in the morning, right? So it's like, what do you get to do? What's the positive side of the things that are on your to-do list? Yeah. What do you say to people who, as they're listening to this uh, and say, that sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like there's a lot of time to step back and think, and I don't have time to do that. Of course you can throw back the old, well, time is a man-made construct. You you can throw that back at them. But I mean, the book manifesting made easy has got to, obviously that addresses a lot of what people might have concerns about. Like the whole idea of taking time to do this, you've you've probably broken it down. I would imagine to kind of make it so that people have access to that far easier than they would imagine. Totally. And in the book, it's divided up into small little sections. And at the end of each section, there's a how to apply it. And there's advanced manifesting techniques, similar to if you were to go to yoga class, you know, there's some advanced poses, or you can take it further if you want to. Same thing with the book. So it's for anyone, whether you're a beginner or you're a seasoned manifester. So I do break it down and you can follow along and just, you know, apply one thing at a time. And it, it follows sequentially. So it's really easy, but for, you know, anyone listening, it's really about 
feeling good about what you are doing versus feeling bad about what you're not doing. Because we can all focus on the things that you didn't get done on your to-do list or the fact that you didn't meditate today and you're supposed to meditate. But that's going to, you know, feed this negative belief in your head that you're doing something wrong and therefore you're amplifying that. So you're actually repelling all the things that are coming to you that are positive. So instead, just feel good about each thing you are doing, right? It's okay if you don't meditate every day and you miss a day or, you know, you skip your gratitude list or whatever, right? It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> yep. So, um, so just feel good about each thing you're doing. There's no right or wrong. And, you know, you have to do it this specific way or you won't get results. No, it's like, do what feels good because it's all about feeling. The manifesting is from the feeling place. You feel good. You're going to attract things to you that also make you feel good. So it's feeling the way you want to feel in advance of actually having the thing, right? So for example, you want to be happy. You smile, right? And it literally releases endorphins and helps you feel happy. So that's that whole acting as if principle, which some people kind of take to the extreme, but what acting as if is really just about doing something right now that's going to help you feel the way you want to feel so that you can bring in more things to make you feel that way. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah. You know what what I, I didn't know would make a lot of sense to me, but now that I've been looking at it, it does, is a board game that does this kind of, like that talks about this stuff or dives in and, and you've got a game, a board game. You are the, I think the first person I've interviewed that has a board game that, 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 <laughs> I mean, Dan Ariely, I bought his board game, the irrational game. I love board games. What is sparked? And, and can you share a little bit about what the game, what the board game brings to the, brings to the quote, Oh God, a pun table to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of things. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I co-created this game, Sparked, with my friend Lisa. And, you know, what's so funny is she was actually at a, a group of a, a back-to-back events with women. So there were just gatherings in people's homes. And she was at this one event with a group of women, and they were all really sharing intimately some nice things about what was, you know, what happening in their lives. And this one woman was sharing a story about how she healed herself of this major disease. And it was very heartwarming and everyone was like crying and feeling so good. And then the other woman who was hosting the party said, Oh, I have no good, I have a good idea. Let's play cards against humanity. (laughs) And Lisa was like, Oh my God, no, we can't play that. Cause it was just the antithesis of what the feeling was, the mood of the day. And that's really how the idea was born for the game that we created called sparked is we wanted to create something that was positive and uplifting and, you know, but also really fun and juicy that you'd want to play. Right. But it, it doesn't go into this kind of negative gossipy place or super competitive place. It's really about uplifting each other and supporting each other and supporting each other's visions. And what's been so great about it is we initially designed it with women in mind, but actually men are loving it too. And it's been really fun. We've uh, played it at different conferences and retreats. And I presented it at TED and played it there with their residents. And um, it's been really well received and it really brings out stories and things that you would wouldn't know about the other people had you not played the game. Even people you've known for a while, things come out. It's kind of a a safe container in a way for you to talk about these 
different things or hilarious stories. I mean, there's a lot of laughter, but it's all really meaningful. And you end up leaving the game feeling connected and supporting each other. And that's really manifesting too. I mean, it's not outwardly a manifesting game, but you're doing that, right? And you're connecting to people and sparking new ideas. And so that's why it's, you know, sparked to get sparked. Something is going to be sparked within you after you play it. So it's a lot of fun. And I think super important right now, especially just getting together in community in person is important. Um, and it's great to have a game that's fun that you want to play with friends or family or even at business conferences. So. And it's and it's not an app either. So that's always good. Board games, are, yeah. Yeah, you know, like to have it in front of you. It's funny. I look at it and I see, I can think of at least uh, half a dozen conferences I've, I've gone to that would benefit from like, you know, like the World Domination Summit, Chris Gillibo's conference. I mean, that's yeah. the energy there that you get from being in that event. I could see this, this game recreating it. Uh, so Jen, uh, last question I have for you, because I know you've got the book and uh, this is for, again, for my Patreon supporters. I want them to be able to walk out of this episode and do one thing, one simple thing, one easy thing that they can do to start manifesting today. What can they do? Okay. One simple thing. <laughs> Gosh. One, um, one simple, easy thing. Okay. Write down an affirmation of what you want to manifest and write it in the present tense as if it's already happening. That is like number one. Um, super easy. One simple thing. The next thing I'm going to give you a couple. Okay. Write, write gratitude. So tonight, take some time to write down things that you're grateful for that happened today super easy. You might be like, Oh, I've heard all this. I'm not going to do it. Do it. It's going to make a difference. Right. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I found this piece of paper that I had tucked into a very old journal, um, years before when I was first dating the guy, you know, who I now have my daughter with my partner. And, um, I had written down that he was a father of our daughter and, you know, all this stuff. And I'd forgotten about it. And I found that piece of paper tucked into a journal when I was pregnant. We hadn't even found out yet. We were having a girl, but it said, you know, daughter. And it just, it was so amazing. I still have chills thinking about it because there's so much power in writing down what you want and setting your intention. And, you know, you can set it and forget it. You don't need to make a whole vision board and, you know, have everything all in front of you all the time. Just know that writing it down is enough and you're claiming it and you're saying, yeah, this is happening and you're trusting that it's coming and then, you know, focus on the good. So not just your gratitude list. Like today, if you're in a relationship or you've got a best friend who you talk to on a regular basis, just talk about the positive. Say, Hey, what's new and good, you know, focus on the new and good things that are happening in your life and those will expand. So start there. Where can people, I've got a link to this in the show notes so they can, they can pick up the game, they can pick up your book, but where can people find you online uh, socially as well so they can connect with you there? So they can go to queenofmanifestation.com. That's my regular website. Everything's there. And also um, facebook.com forward slash queenofmanifestation. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jen Mazur. So you can find me all those places and tell me what you're manifesting. Awesome. Jen, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Big thanks to Jen Mazer for joining me on the show today. All of the links are in the show notes, so you can check those out. If you want to hear more from Jen and you're a Patreon supporter, you're a supporter of the podcast, you're going to get the bonus episode that they uh, that, that we put in there. Um, that, that'll arrive later this week. If you're not a, a supporter of the show in terms of being a member, you could 
rectify that right now. Just head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and contribute anywhere from $1 all the way up to however high you want. Uh, and there's perks for different levels. And uh, we have our own private Slack community where a lot of engagement takes place there. And there's bonus episodes twice per week. So, uh, And you get a sneak peek, get, a, get an advanced uh, look at the weekly episodes as well. So again, patreon.com slash productivityist to make that happen. If you can't support the show by being a member, you surely can support it by offering a rating or review. I review all of them. I take a look at uh, what people say so that way we can make the show better because that's the goal. If I'm going to keep doing this, I want to evolve and make it better and better as we go. Thanks to John Polster for producing the podcast this week. Thanks to all of you for joining me. Until next time, this is Mike Barty, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. 